0: Before we jump into the show, I thought I'd let you know that not only do I have two three-month intensive courses for women in hard marriages and women who are separated or divorced, but did you know I also have like 15 other one-month courses? I do. I have courses for when you want to use your gifts to bring redemption, when you want to use your gifts of writing and communication, when you might be a bit bored with your life or you want to live more authentically when you are engaged or about to remarry, or you are adjusting to remarriage, uh, when you struggle with at least one kind of difficult relationship, if you're longing to feel closer to God, if you would give anything for a clean slate, if you find yourself struggling with overwhelm and anxiety, when your children have left the nest, when you're struggling to identify your own needs and when you're longing for more healing in your heart and life and oh my lands, they are only $20 each, which is kind of insane and the lowest they've ever been. I will put a link in the show notes for the list of topics and how to register. Hey, sweet ones. Welcome back to the all that to say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Klein on this podcast. We talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it. B, because most of you have too. And C, because I believe that we have a God who provides so many ways to partner with us in our healing and wholeness and recovery. Today, I'm going to share a bit about the eighth step in the 12 steps of recovery. If you haven't already listened to my episode where I shared my experience with Al-Anon, you might want to start there. It's the mini Monday episode that aired on May 23rd and the last several episodes where I have shared about steps one through seven, along with uh, the slogans and the Serenity Prayer on our Monday episodes. So recapping, AA stands for Alcoholics Anonymous. That's for people who struggle with an addiction to alcohol. And Al-Anon is for people who love someone who struggles with an addiction. And Al-Anon is what I attended for about a year and a half. Uh, probably about 15 or so years ago. So with all the other step episodes, I've been starting off by reading all 12 of the steps uh, so we become familiar with them, so they become more meaningful to you. Um, A reminder that the steps, I truly believe, are for everyone, that they are not just for people who have someone in their lives with an addiction. It could be if you have any kind of relationship that is precarious or... You struggle with um, wanting to fix or change other people or your life, your life, your life, your lives. <laughs> you have one life. Your one life is feeling more out of control than you wish it were. The steps are a beautiful thing. Um, so these are from Anon's 12 Steps, copyright 1996 by Anon Family Group Headquarters. And here we go. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over... Fill in the blank that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Step four made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. All right, so let's take a look at step eight. Step eight, we made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Okay, I want to be clear that in this step, all we're doing is making a list and you can do this. You can make a list. But why do we do this? Um, Basically, because Jesus says in Matthew 6, 14, that if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. And it talks about in James confessing our sins to one another and praying for each other so that we can become healed and whole. There is a clean slate that comes when we forgive others and when we ask for forgiveness like nothing else I've ever experienced in my life. So let's also define making amends. What does that even mean? It's simply saying you are genuinely sorry for the specific way you hurt someone and then changing your actions as you move forward. In some instances, making reparations are necessary as well. For instance, paying someone back money that you owe them, but we aren't there yet. That's the next step. Um, I would also say that if you need to take a little bit of extra time with this one to get to a place where you are actually genuinely sorry, that's going to be really important. You cannot make amends for something that You're glad you did, um, even if it did hurt them. If you kind of are in that place still, then you're going to want to work on that before you get to step nine. Um, Okay, so a really practical way to tackle this step um, is what is suggested in the book called Pathways to Recovery. So first, absolutely first, you're going to start with prayer before you sit down with a pad of paper and pen, and you are going to ask God to bring to mind who he feels should be on your list. You're going to ask him to guide your thoughts, to protect your heart and mind. Because again, these kinds of lists can be difficult. They can be painful to think back. Um, I would also say this is not the kind of thing that you want to be doing over two or three hours or a couple of weeks. You're going to want to, I mean, some people do it differently. I shouldn't say that. If you need to sit to do this over a couple of weeks, a little bit at a time, that's fine. So I'm retracting my former statement. But I guess what I'm saying is, I wouldn't recommend that you sit down and like, for three or four hours, try to think of every single person you've ever hurt in your whole life. Um, You will feel completely overwhelmed. And so you might want to do a timer of say one hour. Um, But ask God to be protecting you and guiding you through this process. Okay, so what they say in Pathways to Recovery is to create this list um, in a column format. Uh, They suggest putting the name of the person you harmed in the first column, their relationship to you in the second column, your harmful act in the third column, the reason for amends in the fourth column, and your level of willingness to talk with them and make these amends in the fifth column. So you might be thinking, where do I get this list? Well, feel free to head back to your step four list of the ways in which you've messed up. And I bet it's safe to say most of those people can go on your list. Um, the people that it would be um, the people you are in closest relationship with, your parents, your siblings, your children, your spouse, um, friends, um, people in your church, people in uh, at your workplace. Something to be aware of is that it is completely normal to create this list, have this list of people in front of you and be really terrified to have these kinds of conversations. This is a courageous and vulnerable step to even think about doing this. So be honest with yourself. If any of the people you're like, no way, man, am I talking to that person? That's fine. I absolutely had a couple of those when I did this the first time. Um, One, because I was scared of this person. And I was scared of being vulnerable with this person. And the other was because honestly, and this is, <laughs> this is not great. I felt they owed me their amends step first. So now here's the thing. I worked through both of those instances with God's help. I did my amends step with the person I was scared to. And I did my amends step before the other person did his. Um, but for now, you can leave the scarier, most painful ones till the end. Um, but again, we're not even there yet. We're not doing them. That's the next step. This step is just making the list. We're not doing anything about the list or with the list yet. I would also add, this doesn't just have to be people you have harmed. It could also be people who have harmed you. Now, would it be amazing if everyone who hurt you initiated a conversation and apologized? Sure. Will that happen? I mean, more than likely not. So if you have the desire and courage, you can consider adding them to your amends list. Also, if the person you have harmed has passed away, they can still go on your list and you will make amends in different ways. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about this next time, but like writing a letter that you read to someone else or changing the harmful behavior moving forward, um, which is what they call in recovery, living amends. Now, after your list is complete, I'd recommend asking God to start working in your heart to become willing to make amends to everyone on the list. That's the second part of step eight to start giving you courage and to create opportunities for you to do so. When we offer amends to those we've hurt and when we offer forgiveness to those who hurt us, we are ushering in healing for both parties and it will start to shift something in you and in each one of your relationships. Okay. So, I'm going to post a link in the show notes for where you can find an Al Anon group, a Celebrate Recovery group, and a therapist where you can order all of the daily Al Anon readers that I refer to, um, as well as the Serenity Bible 12 step recovery book that I have shared from, um, links to a few of my courses. If you have any questions about recovery or the steps or the slogans, you can message me through the podcast. I think you can even send me like a voicemail through the podcast, which is pretty cool. And as always, if this episode were helpful to you. You can share the episode. You can subscribe to the podcast, support it financially, rate it, review it, all of which mean the world to me. So sweet ones, all that to say, no matter where you are in your spiritual recovery journey, you are the unconditionally beloved daughter of God. And he is so delightful with you. He is so delighted with you. And he's also delightful with you. I'm going to just go on a tangent. Our world is full of delights and God has made it that way. And I would recommend asking him to show you how delightful he is and how playful he is in this world. And um, to give you eyes to see it. That's a great way to sort of build your gratitude muscle. So let me say this sentence again. You are the unconditionally beloved daughter of God, and he is so delighted with you. You came into this world and you start each day already completely loved with no other loves to beg for and nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time. So, so much love.